When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories stories to Tell tell on the Pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about, and it's a comedy podcast primarily about those scary things. So think of the vibe as less Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the 1970s and more Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but like a rom-com starring Renee Zellweger, and she like squints through her eyes and says, Leatherface? That's definitely the vibe. Uh, And listen, we know we're in the midst of the holiday season, but as we always say on the pod, spooky is not seasonal. Um, And it it feels very appropriate, as we've mentioned last year, that uh, it's also the season of scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. So why not, right? Look, we don't make the rules. That's what Christmas is. Yeah, take it up with- Jesus is dead, therefore it's all a ghost story. (laughs) Wow. Anna, that's a good point. And I guess yeah. pre I guess pre like um Anglo Halloween celebration, like it's getting cold, the nights are longer, it feels like it's an appropriate time to like chill up by a fire and listen to spooky things. It's very pagany. Very pagany. And I mean, I always think about a Christmas carol, like how spooky. It's ghosts, people. It's you forget about ghosts. this. Um, In the the hustle and bustle of Black Friday shopping, it's easy to forget that Christmas is a ghost holiday. (laughs) That's very true. That's very true. I, one of my, one of my first Christmas presents from my brother, when we were like buying things with our own money, he got me a Crypt Keeper, like a Tales from the Crypt Christmas (gasps) record that was like, like deck the hall with parts of Charlie, fa la 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 la. And it was like (laughs) all sort of gross things. My favorite one which is goes down a deep dive is um, a song called "We Wish You'd Bury the Misses." <laughs> oh, instead of we? "We Wish," I think it was. It, I think it was uh, the Crypt Keeper was singing from the point of view of Christmas carolers who were observing that a man had kept his wife even though she died years ago. <gasps> oh, that I like. I thought it was that they thought that she was annoying. No, no, it was that I believe one of the lyrics was. Um, uh, she's getting quite gamey with mold on her skin. She died. La- uh, she died like last Christmas. That's how long it has been. And I was like, wow, this is art. 
oh my God, I'm excited to go and read the lyrics by myself and then listen to the <laughs> song and then read the lyrics while I listen to it. Yeah, I remember it really upset my Uncle Jimmy when we played it around Christmas, uh, but I very much appreciated it. And the album cover scared me. So it was a good gift. Crib Keeper is something that adults were like, LOL. And me as a child was like, this is an actual dead body. <laughs> it is a very effective puppet. That is a scary puppet. That's a scary puppet. That's something that you can say around Christmas. That's and it's our, true. Our new segment, That's a Scary yes. Puppet. <laughs> Um, Anna, it is a Monday. It's a Monday. And uh, we have reached back into the world of Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's Scary Stories Told in the Dark series. And what I've selected for today in honor of the season is one of the very few Christmas-related scary stories. <gasps> yes. I can't believe we still have more. I know, yeah. The, like last, yeah, last year we read um, The Cat in the Bag. Mm-hmm. which was another Christmas one. But this one I had forgotten was Christmas related, but here we go. Anna, it is called The Wreck. <gasps> Fred and Jean went to the same high school, but they met for the first time at the Christmas dance. Fred had come by himself, and so had Jean. Soon, Fred decided that Jean was one of the nicest girls he had ever met. They danced together most of the evening. At 11 o'clock, Jean said, I have to leave now. Can you give me a ride? Sure, he said. I've got to go home, too. I accidentally drove my car into a tree on my way over here, Jean said. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Fred drove her to the head of Brady Road. It was in a neighborhood he didn't know very well. Why don't you drop me off here, Jean said. The road up ahead is in really bad condition. I can walk from here. Fred stopped the car and held out some tinsel. Have some, he said. I got it at the dance. Thank you, she said. I'll put it in my hair. And she did. Would you like to go out sometime to a movie or something? Fred asked. That would be fun, Jean said. After Fred drove off, he realized that he did not know Jean's last name or even her telephone number. I'll go back, he thought. The road can't be that bad. He drove slowly down Brady Road through a thick woods. But there wasn't a sign of Jean. As he came around a curve, he saw the wreckage of a car ahead. It had crashed into a tree and had caught fire. Smoke was still rising from it. As Fred made his way to the car, he could see someone trapped inside, crushed against the steering column. It was Jean. In her hair was the Christmas tinsel he had given her. <gasps> the end. That could happen. That could happen, Anna. Wow. Oh my God, Andrew. Very well told. Thank you very much. Um, this one is really combining a lot of tropes that we've seen before. Yes, we've got the vanishing hitchhiker. Yes, we've got Hello Kate. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's your date who you want to kiss, but she's dead. But she's dead. Um it's let me give you a ride. Oops, you forgot your ghost. Um, that was the alternate title for the Sixth Sense. Oops, you forgot <laughs> you're a ghost. It was going to be part of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids extended universe. <laughs> Very popular Disney franchise. Um, yeah this this is a ghost story that's part of a trope that I really like, which is the like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I forgot I'm dead. Yes. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Because it's so sad. Because like you don't know that you're dead when you're dead. 
sometimes yeah. in these stories. And, and like, it makes you? sense. You just wouldn't know. And, and one would assume that, so she's aware that she was in a car crash, but then yeah. her ghost, her ghost woke up and was like, I got to get to the dance. We'll deal with this later. I'm getting it. I'm getting it tonight. <laughs> I shaved all the way up and I'm talking all the way. And that carries over when you die. Your ghost, your ghost has the, 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 I was about to say manscaping, but that's not the term for it. Um, no, it's, it's female manscaping. It's female manscaping. That- she, she shaved the back and it's going to be itchy as hell in two days. <laughs> and she stuck a deodorant stick in the back because she heard <laughs> that that can help. And oh. she's not going to not take advantage of it. I will say this, a lot of this interaction reads like, um, a, like a college role play to teach consent. <laughs> I will put the tinsel in my hair. Yeah. You will watch. And it was like, like, she's like, I have to leave now. Can you do this thing for me? And he's like, yes, I also want that thing that you want. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. They just forgot to check the first thing, which is, is one of you dead. Right. That is a very important part of consent. <laughs> yeah. How dead are you? What's your age? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So let's just go back. I, first of all, cool to have two characters with first names. What are their names again? Fred and Jean. Great. Um, uh, also like, there's something kind of sweet about this one. Like he didn't know Jean very well, but by the end of the night, he's like, this is the nicest girl I've ever met. It's so this is how things worked back then, back in the, the time this, these stories take place, which again is between 1750 and 1900. Right. Back when a man was a man and a woman was a woman and everybody had polio. A woman was a dead tinsel ghost (laughs) and uh, we liked it. Real women are ghosts. That's very. Yeah. That is true. Um, Also, I'm always kind of scandalized in old timey things when like it's late and people are still hanging out. I don't know. I'm always like, people stayed up till 11 back then? Wow. No, it's really nice. Yeah. My voice just cracked. See, Christmas <laughs> is also like a snuggly sort of horny holiday. It is. And I'm a sorry I just said holiday. the H word. If you have a kid in the car, I'm sorry yeah. if you, you have to explain what deodorant is. Horny has multiple no. meanings. It does. It could mean, you know, Christmas. Toads. Toads. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so. She asks for a ride. He's delighted. She knows that she got in a car crash. They're driving back. Brady Road. I mean, this sounds like Michigan to me. (laughs) I don't know why. It does sound like the sort of road where it's like, oh my God, so many people drove drunk and got in car accidents on that road. Right. Yeah, it's in rough condition. Um, Also, there's something creepy about like when someone goes to your school and you drive them home, but you don't know the neighborhood. That's always like, wow. Oh, I know. That's when you start to know that you're dead. Yeah. That's how you know. The story is so sad, it but also, like in a in a longing way. Yeah. In a, you know, I mean, not to bring everything back to Selling Sunset, but I will. Um, <laughs> when she says, why don't you drop me off here? The road up ahead is in really bad condition. I can walk from here. Remember that story Chriselle tells where she's like, I was so embarrassed about our trailer park house that I would tell people like, you can just let me off, but it would be like a mile away from my home. And I just want them to see. Yeah. Jean's big Chriselle energy. 
Jean's a smelly girl. <laughs> Jean. Because um, we're dead. And then, okay, this is where things take a turn for me. He took tinsel from the Christmas dance. Weird move. I remembered as you were telling the story, I was like, oh, yeah. And the tinsel got in her hair because it came out of like a confetti cannon or something. <laughs> like it, it fell on her at the dance. But I didn't remember that he was like, here, I found this garbage from before. And then to feel and then to be like, thank you for the trash. I'll put it closest to my head. This is why women have to get married young is because like to be whimsical in that way requires you to not be like, why would I want this? Who do you know who wants this? Is it anyone? Yeah, this today would be like, I found this Greek yogurt container. She's like, thank you very much. I'll keep my jewelry in it. Like what? (laughs) I'm going to do that. Oh, Ladybird here something. Ladybird. Um, and then he didn't know her last name. You it's, know why? Why? Because she dead. She dead. Once you die, you don't have last name. You don't have last name. You're like a dog. <laughs> uh it is very scary. Uh, this hit me. This hit me. The idea of her being crushed against the steering column feels very graphic and scary. I know it definitely is more graphic than a lot of other stories. A lot of other stories are like the corpse was there in the coffin and it was cold and right. that's as much as you get. But this is like much more descriptive. I know it, it, that it's such a gruesome image. Also just the word column in there. I'm like, ugh. column is either a spinal or a, or a, a, a steering <laughs> or Greek or Greek. Thank you. Um, Greek. Thank you. Anna, what is scary about the story to you? Um, It's scary the idea that, like, death is going to happen for everyone and, like, we don't know what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe some of it involves being, like, a gawky newcomer where you're (sighs) like, hi, am I doing this right? And they're like, actually, I know it's your first day, but you definitely, that's the boss's chair. You can't sit there. And like the idea that that energy could still be around. I know that that energy is not present in the story and that I'm imbuing it with that, but just like that she's like, Oh, I still should go to the dance. Um, It like reminds me of when I had bronchitis and wanted to go still sing at the nursing home around the holidays with the choir. And my dad had to be like, you're not going, you're going to get people sick. (laughs) Like the same idea. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I think that's a very common thing of like, you feel as a teenager that you have a responsibility to certain social obligations that are meaningless. Yeah. They'll like, be fine. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, the amount of, the amount of birthday parties I went to where I was like, I am dreading this, you know, like I'm wearing, I'm wearing a too tight button down from target. Like my pants have too many pockets. I don't know. Am I wearing dress shoes? Like, that it, it it makes me anxious just even thinking about it. Oh yeah. Um but I guess it seems like she was really excited about it. it seems like she was looking pretty good. Yeah. Um I don't know, we don't get a picture of it. What's the picture by the way? Yes. So it is uh it's just a landscape. We don't see any um human or anthropomorphic figures. It is a uh a, a road reaching a vanishing point. Um, deep in the forest and there is smoke and flame coming from the distance. She's in trouble. I know. Oh, wait, I kind of, you know what I'm seeing for the first time. Do you sort of see a screaming face? 
Let me see. In it, where it's like you see the two. It's like <gasps> oh yeah. The darkest part is the mouth, and then I am just noticing. Oh this. my god, Andrew, that's scary. That is very scary, and I'm sorry. Why did you do this to us? <laughs> it is an eerie thing. Now I'm gonna see this when I'm peeing tonight. Just imagine her going, "Oh, you peeing?" That's the face she's making. Oh, okay. Well, if you said first team to set, that means pictures up. <laughs> Yeah, I do. This illustration, I can't. I've I've been reading this story for the past thirty years, and I'm just noticing this face. Very scary. Good catch, Andrew. So smart. Thank you. I took art history. I didn't do great in it, but I took it. King Andrew, who would you cast in this? I mean, not to get personal, but here's the thing. This might seem like lazy casting, just because she's done it so well in the past, but I think for Jean, Geraldine Viswanathan would be yes. so good. We work with her a lot. Yeah. We, we are Mike Flanagan. She's our Carla Gugino. <laughs> yeah. She's I, our guy who played E.T. I just would love. Wait, I not E.T. The little boy. <laughs> I was going to say the guy who played E.T. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God. Who was it? I wonder. Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda, um, that's right. I forgot. Um, yeah, I just feel like I, I just she hits she does so well as um someone at a dance who's having the appropriate amount of fun. That's so good, Andrew. I love that. Um yeah, I can see this as Zendaya for sure. Oh like the <gasps> that's she great. plays like a little bit sleepy really well and like, oh, I'm just kind of having a weird day. That's really good. Um, I watched the first seven minutes of Euphoria and then was like, "Nope, I can't do this." And uh, yeah, it's it a it's, it's a lot. It's I uh, Eric Sheetha put it well, which is like watching this as someone who has no kids and maybe will never have kids. It's a parent's nightmare, and I feel the stress of a parent watching it. Oh yeah, I. I I worry for the teens and I don't even like the teens. I, know. I think the teens are all trouble. Danger. There's teens. a little boy who's selling drugs. It a little it a little bit became funny to me. I was like, <laughs> wait, why is every single kid so awful? <laughs> why are they all so awful? Where does it take place again? What Maybe. state? I it feels like Florida, but it, I don't think that's it what is. I was gonna say. I don't think it is, but it feels definitively Florida. The attitude um, is Florida. Very Florida attitude. The motels read very Florida. Um, um, but yeah, I could see Zendaya doing this. I could definitely see what's that boy's name with the face? Is it a Miles Teller? Yeah, we lean on Miles Teller a lot. We, is and he thirty five years old? Uh, he is our age, I believe. Um, but he has the voice of an old teen. You know, which I, I think is I'm part not of a big fan of his, so I'm like, I don't know why I cast him so much, but I mean, it also, I mean, like we've we've also cast this person a lot, but uh, Timothy Chalamet, it definitely feels like sure, he's, sure, sure. he's in the scheme of things, but it wants to be someone a little more corn fed. I know. Oh, you know who it is? Who it could be is um, uh, I'm looking it up Thomas Brody Sangster. Oh, let's, let's he see. was in Harry Potter? Question mark. No, hold on. He was in Maze Runner as Newt. 
Let's he see. was in Love Actually as Sam. He was in Queen's oh, Gambit. Oh, yes. He's the he's the drummer kid from Love Actually. Oh, yeah. He's great for this. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. He it's- was in Wolf Hall. <laughs> and I'll say it. Who are you going to cast as the tree? <sighs> I mean, are we are we casting Sigourney? Are we putting out an offer? It's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. It has to be. Oh, Anna, I, this is what? I'm. This is a tangent. I'm sorry, but speaking of Sigourney Weaver, I went down such a memory hole the other day. I had a vague recollection of Sigourney Weaver narrating, like um, an animated special of the Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. Uh huh. And I was like, I must be imagining this. I was not imagining it. She does this narration of a Russian, and I think like during Soviet times, animated snow queen and um god she's just she just has the best voice i'll have to listen to it i, ha- I haven't it, thought of her voice it's like 22 minutes and it's an absolute dream oh good everyone let's all do it at the same time <laughs> we'll do a live stream of it um mm, yeah yeah well i think i guess okay Here's a thought I have about Christmas-related scary stories. Okay. There is something very scary about a frightening thing happening during a time period at which you're supposed to be the, you're supposed to be the most jolly and happy, right? Mm-hmm. But also this is confronting the fact that um, sometimes scary things do happen around the holidays. They do. And they're still dressed up amidst the trappings of Christmas – like Jean's dead body crushed against the steering column with the tinsel in her hair. And that's scary. Oh, it is. Oh, it's hard. You know what? And it's a time of year. There's a lot of fires. (gasps) That's true. Oh, because of candles. What are you going to say? Because of candles. You're right. Um, uh, This, this comes from my father-in-law who was a, who was a New York uh, city firefighter for several years. And Chris, who is very good at knowing about fire safety, um, around this time of year, I know you're, everyone's doing a lot more cooking. Um, a major source of fires are from toasters that have been plugged, that are left plugged in. And like, you've left your toaster on. I know around the holidays, sometimes our ovens are full and everything and people like start using their toasters. That's totally fine. Just when you're done using your toaster, unplug it. That's what I'll say. I didn't know this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine now. It's it's primarily, I think, for people who have older toasters. Like a lot of toasters now have mm-hmm. automatic shut shutoffs. But if you have like a cheap toaster or maybe one that you've had since like the 80s, yeah, just to be safe, keep that baby unplugged when you're not using it. You gotta. Look, Andrew, uh, we are collecting your scary stories. Oh, we sure are. Um, your Christmas-related horrors, your Hanukkah horrors, your New Year's horrors. <laughs> Your winter whores. Send us your whores. Send us your whores for the whores for the holiday. Winter whores. Uh, and you can send them to us. The Probably the best way to do it is to email them to us at scarystorypod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's easy. We like email. We're not Gen Z, okay? We are not Gen Z. I hate to break it to you. Don't send us a fetch or whatever it's called. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that now on Twitter there's Insta stories, but they're called fleets. I can't. That's what it is. I thought it was a whole new thing. I was like, no. 
you also, I'm just going to say this to startups in general or so consult with the gay community before you name anything, anything, because (gasps) you can't be calling something a fleet that isn't an enema. I hate to break it to you. Oh my God. I didn't know what that is. (sighs) A fleet's enema. I'm not going to go into it in case there. Well, no, I'll, I'll look it up myself. A fleet's enema is just a brand of enema. Okay. Okay. Um, And you know what? And that's all right. And that's all I have to say. And listen, there's everyone. uh, Enemas are not explicitly sexual. Like anyone at any given time could need an enema and that's fine. But it just, to me, I was like, why are we going to do this? Why are we going to name them fleets? My God. When you could just all learned. Call them what? Peeps. (laughs) I mean, that might be worse. Peep. Actually, a peep is a kind of tampon that. (laughs) Anna, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yes, I was accosted by a dog in a park. Oh. Um, I was taking a phone call, brag, and a little white dog was walking with two of its owners, and it uh, it saw me. I was uh, with our friend Anastasia Magudas. We were both masked. We both we kept our masks on the entire time outside, and I just wanted someone to see it and be like. That is cool. And it was. Um, And it was cool. But this little white dog was like a little ghost and it saw me from far away. And I turned towards it and waved because I am a crazy person. Um, And the dog started barking at me and I was like, oh, sorry. And I turned my back to the dog to signal like, you win. I'm retreating. You don't have to bark anymore. And I turned around and the dog had run towards me. And then it stopped as soon as I turned around and then it barked at me. And then I was like, okay. And it was a little Bichon. So I was like, this dog isn't going to mess me up that bad. You know, like (laughs) I, I have legs. I can kick it. I don't want to, but I'm not worried. And it, it was growling and running up to me and its owners were just laughing and laughing. And I was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to get bitten. And it like jerkily ran up to me. And then as soon as I was like, hi, and put my hand out, it came out and started kissing the air and it stopped and barked one more time. And then it ran and sat on my foot and then stuck both feet in the air and dragged its ass away from me. Oh no. Across your Which foot? Was, um, it was, it's hard to say, probably not, but it sat like right on like near my foot. I don't know oh. if it was on or near my foot. Um, this is my Jamila Jamil B story. It was on my foot. It was near my foot. And <laughs> it was scary because the whole thing was very ghost-like. Again, I know that when you ask me if something scary happened, I always say that I saw a little white dog and it was my dog. But this time it was someone else's dog. And I deserve credit for that. Unpredictable dog behavior is very frightening. It was just weird. It was like, no one made this happen except for you, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrew did did anything jarring happen to you this week? Or? Jarring, yes. Okay, so um, I made the mistake. I was curious about something in our neighborhood, and I joined uh, next door for a, a minute and a half, and then I was sure. like, "I got to get out of here." It was like I don't know what to think of it. It was all like people being like, "I saw this, and I think it's a gang symbol." Like everyone thinks everything is a gang symbol. Oof. And I'm like, this feels charged. But the one that was the most confusing to me, or the one that I was like jarred by, was um, <laughs> there was like someone had posted, there were like three soda bottles and they were each bent, but they were like kind of in a little collection. 
and someone with what I assumed was like a joke posted like gang symbol with a question mark. Mm-hmm. And if, if it was anyone I knew, I'd be like, well, this is clearly a joke. But then all of the comments below it were like, I think it's a gang. I think it's a gang symbol. And it just made me feel like that episode of Twilight Zone where it's like people all think the monsters are next door. And I'm like, everybody's got to get out of their house soon. We need this vaccine bad. Nobody's brain works good. Everybody got worms in the brain. People are seeing gang symbols and soda pop. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to, you know, eat all my frozen pizza. It's, it's a hard thing to keep up on. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I joined next door citizen, I think for oh, one boy. second yeah. because there were two helicopters circling a hill across the street from me and Jason for like an hour and a half at like two in the morning. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to be like, is this like a gas main explosion or something? <laughs> or is it just like they're harassing somebody because I need to know how worried to be. And all it told me was police activity. And then I think the next day they were like, it was a drug house. I was like, what does that mean? A drug what house? What could that mean? What is a drug house? house was the drug house running away why the helicopter drug house baby <laughs> drug house know. baby yeah yeah the cops wanted to see real drugs for the first time they're excited <laughs> it feels like that could be a haunted house yeah um yeah anyway well everybody uh we hope you're having a delightful holly jolly socially distanced december thus far um yeah and uh, here's a little Christmas. Here's a little holiday tradition that Anne and I would like to share with you. No, you can say Christmas. It's fine. Here's oh, where God. I come from. Here's <laughs> where I'm coming from. No, no, no. Keep it in. Okay. Here's where I'm coming from. To me, Christmas is in America a secular holiday because it is functionally inescapable. And if you make something <laughs> functionally inescapable, guess what, baby? It is no longer religious. That is a secular holiday. Wow, Anna. And I say this as someone who has always celebrated both holidays growing up. Ben Shapiro Christmas is a is secular seeding. holiday. No, wait, Ben Shapiro. It, it can also be a religious holiday, but guess what? If there's Christmas in a frigging coffee store, yeah, that's not a church. That's Yule, baby. That is Yule. That's freaking Yule. Come <laughs> at me. <laughs> um, okay, so a delightful Yule tradition that Ann and I want to introduce. Um, it's a little thing called Get, Get out. out Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.